Okay, let's, um, <laughs> I'm just checking to make sure I'm actually getting audio recording this time before I uh, get, get rolling. And that looks like I am, so yeah. Um, all right, so I didn't get this caught on recording, but I at least have, you know, a brain that remembers things. The last time we, uh, when we last left our heroes here, um, Earl was talking with Arnav and there was a bit of a, call it a showdown, I guess conflict a big scene between earl and arnav in which uh arnav had uh well it had become evident that earl was had you know sort of an uh, an ulterior motive aside from the obvious one for bringing arnav along on this uh effort to get the wisps back from meridian station but but not just that but also to bring arnav back to uh lagrange station and and what all all that entailed because it would seem that arnav was at one point in time an agent it's always been known that Arnav, as Paladin, was an anti-corporate agent, you know, working against interests like uh, Meridian. That was that was sort of like the known thing. It came out uh, as we were interacting with Lagrange that at one point in time, Arnav was acting on behalf of Lagrange, which it still kind of makes sense because Lagrange uh, uh, certainly doesn't get along with Meridian. That's that's been evidenced by a whole lot of violence uh, between those two. They've been at, at loggerheads in the Lagrange system for quite a while now. So if he's known for working against the corporations and Lagrange is all about not working with Meridian, then then why are they estranged from one another? Why is Arnav no longer part of this and why does why does Lagrange want them back? These are all good questions. We do not have the answers to them, but we did go out of our way to kind of get Arnav on the ship. He helped a ton getting the Wisps out of Meridian Station. And then rather than going back to Glimmer, like he apparently thought we were going to. We skipped right through the Glimmer system and onto Lagrange, and that's when he realized what was going on. Speaking of a showdown there, uh, in that I was testing our relationship, a little bit nerve-wracking to do that, but we made it past that. And then Earl tried to basically compel Arnav to go along with this and to, to um, at least go back and see what it was the Lagrange was after, which Arnav, you know, not entirely willing to explain, but says he pretty much knows what Lagrange is after. Um, and the compel came out as sort of a mixed success. Uh, the result being basically like he'll play along with it, but has something that he'll ask for in return. And that's exactly basically how he how he sort of says this thing. It's like, all right, all right you know, I'll, I'll do this, but I've got something you need to do for me first. I will go back with you to them, but I need something from you first. And that was where we stopped. We don't know what that thing was. And that is where, if this were the TV show, you know, that's the previously on thing. I need something from you first. And the next thing that we see is the Zebulon Harden coming out of drift in the Lagrange system and um, immediately coming around and, and aligning to Lagrange. Uh, and, and we're in the cockpit and uh, we see Earl uh, immediately like, uh, Zeb, quick scam. We got anything in the vicinity? Any enemy ships? Uh, negative rule. There are no Meridian forces anywhere. There's a pause. Uh, actually, there's no Meridian ships anywhere on scan at all. I don't think there's any still left in the system. Oh, I'm that curious. Maybe the station sent out a mayday and they all vacated the premises to head back there and help them. We just missed them on the way back. They might have a faster route than ours. Okay, uh, let's head in for Lagrange. Just like we just like we talked about there, Zeb. Very well, Earl. All right, and we get, okay, opening comms. Uh, hey, Lagrange Station, this is the Zebulon Harding, Captain Earl Baxter. Uh, we uh, 
We have need of assistance. This is not a mayday, but we do have need of assistance. I need to get on the horn with either Kay or the station administrator. Again, Earl Baxter with the Zebulon Harding calling LaGrange Station. Please respond. And we're going to... I, I mean, they're not going to put K on the line as much as Earl's asking for it. They're not going to put K on the line, obviously. But uh, we do get, I'm going to say, Hade on the line. And <sighs> hello, Captain. This is Administrator Hade. We're, we weren't expecting you back so soon, although we appreciate the alacrity. Have you completed your mission for us? Uh, negative. That is a negative on that. I'm not quite ready to deliver that particular goods, although... Uh, I have been able to complete the vow that I had made to our mutual friend Kay, uh, but that has presented a bit of a problem. I'm wondering if you can get them on the on the line with me. I don't want to cause any undue strain or risk to the station. It's very important to me that I not do that. So if you wouldn't mind, I'd again I'd very much like to get uh, Kay on the horn here so we can talk about. Uh, a way to kind of uh, approach this situation because it is a little bit more complicated uh, uh, than I expected at this point. Uh, 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 I'm not sure that I understand. I don't exactly want to say, if you want to get on the secure comms, that's fine, but right now I, I, I don't really want to say. I just, there's complications and uh, some of them could lead to, uh, if I just come barreling in there, uh, some risk for the station. I, I'd rather not do that. I need to talk to Kay because I need their assistance. And. I do I need to do a compel with this? I'm not sure that I do. Um, let's take a look at the move and see what see what we think. Try to persuade someone or make them an offer. Is there any real reason why they wouldn't just say yes to getting K on the line? I don't imagine so. K's uh, comms are pretty interesting though. I was I was listening to some of the early uh, conversations with them and, and uh, so it's a little bit interesting, but I'm I'm sure we can work out something there. It's like does he does he actually have a voice box as such? Well, no, not as such, but. Uh, uh, the the suit pretty much takes care of that, and honestly, if you just get him in the comms room, I'm sure they're going to be able to take care to to handle the rest. Just uh, get him where I can talk to him, and we'll explain things. Again, I'm going to uh, suggest that we get on a on a secure line. Uh, I'm prepared to make a point-to-point -point broadcast so that we can have that conversation without uh, risk of anyone overhearing. You're just going to want to make sure you're in a secure location. So we do that. You know, um, the administrator is a contact, so at least as far as that goes. Uh, I don't think I probably need to compel the guy really to, to do this. So, uh, right, we're gonna just keep, carry on with that. We're gonna cut to uh, K being on the on the call for this thing. And uh, uh, yes, Earl, Earl, are you are you there? I am here, K. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm here. Uh, Zeb is here, and I tell you what, I got good news. The good news is we managed to recover all of the. All, all of the surviving wisps from Meridian Station. Now, there were a few that didn't, I think, as, as near as I could tell from the evidence, that didn't survive. Just a few. But uh, we have a few. Uh, we, th th there were six. I'm going to say six. There were six that were recovered, which is just fantastic. And, and I'm, I'm really very happy about it. But two of them were, were quite weak. Uh, uh, okay. And at least one of them, uh, at least one of the other ones, the, the, the container has been modified in a way and there's some risk to the ship uh and i'm afraid that that risk would be even worse on the station uh what i need from you personally zeb to to finish up things here i need you to come and help me stabilize the situation as much as possible so that we can safely take care of your wisps and uh, uh get them to a safe place 
Are you with me on that? Can I can I can I get? Because I'm gonna need a little bit of uh, I'm gonna need a little bit of help from uh, Administrator uh, Hayde there as well to facilitate this. But uh, I need you to come aboard here and help us help us out. Can you do that for me? Well, of, of course, Earl. I would do anything to help these small embryonic wisps. Embryonic. That's a good word. That is a $64 word if I ever heard one. Uh, Administrator, hey, do you think you can help out with uh, getting K over here so we can stabilize the situation? As it stands, uh, these creatures are, uh, they, they radiate certain energies, as I'm sure you're aware. We've been able to stabilize things as well as we can over here, but you can see I've got the collar of a spacesuit on. We're far enough away on the ship where things are basically stable, but we've got them isolated because things are not safe. Um, and they're too young to reason with so they can control their output so things are a little bit you understand how there's some creatures where the smallest ones are the most venomous and that's a bit what it's like here with these wisps uh the radiation output is just uncontrolled and it's not good for them and it's definitely not very good for us if we get them here on the station that would be bad uh i'd like to get them sorted out for that i'm gonna i think i'm gonna need uh case help to sue them if you will uh adult to child as it were uh, can you help us out with that? We need to get a shuttle or some, uh, possibly just an escape, actually just an escape craft of any kind, uh, uh, a survival buoy of, of some kind to, to ferry K over here. Uh, that would actually probably be the most efficient because then there's no additional pilots necessary. And we can simply remote pilot them over to the ship and take care of things. Can we do that? And for this, I'm afraid I am going to actually need um, to do a uh, compel. Uh, because what we're asking for, uh, we know we know that the first concord, first concord, am I saying that right? First covenant, the first covenant uh, is quite attached to these wisps and wraiths and and, and tempests, and they have a, a prophecy of sorts, a prediction, so to speak, about these creatures, and they may not be best thrilled uh, <laughs> with the idea of relinquishing. K. Now they they've said to be a safe place, and we've established that they're at a safe place. We we solved. Uh, finished a vow with getting K here and having that count as safe. So we know it's safe, but they may not necessarily be super thrilled about having K. So I think a compel in some case is, is going to be uh, necessary. Hopefully I'll be able to do that. Now what we're doing here, uh, it would look like a charm, pacify, encourage kind of thing. Certainly not as a threatener in sight, but actually what it is, turns out, is a lie. Um, where we're rolling plus shadow because uh, what's going on here is not what we're presenting uh, to the station. So I am lying. So we're going to roll that. I don't think I get any bonuses on this because unlike, say, masks, I don't get a bonus just because the person is a contact. So, or a, yeah, a connection. So cross our fingers and hope for the best. That is a, <laughs> that's not the best. That is, that is a flat out miss. Hmm. Okay. Neat. I need to look at Earl's sheet. I'm a little bit surprised that we don't have any any momentum left for that. But I, I guess looking at it, that is correct. We really don't. Okay, so that's a miss on the compel. That's not the best news I've ever heard. Let's take a look at the compel move here again. When you try to persuade someone, make them an offer, envision your approach. On a miss, they refuse. Or they make a demand which costs you greatly. Pay the price. Let's take a look at the pay the price function. Or the... Uh, Really, I mean, technically it's a move, but really it's as much an oracle as anything else. Or at least as part of it is. What's the oracle say? You waste resources. Now, nah, that doesn't resonate with me. You face the consequences of an earlier choice. I'm sure that's probably true. Okay. Um, okay. So Administrator Hayde is, is silent for a bit there. Not really saying anything. And... 
then he says, and then he says, Captain Baxter, I'm, I'm afraid that I'm going to ask you to dock up with the station. There's no real need to send Kay across. Uh, we'll we'll take the we'll accept the risk. I don't think we we don't believe here that uh, the whisks can really do any serious harm to the station. We are certainly hardened against many different kinds of unexpected energy effects. We believe that we can help you best if we're able to bring all the resources of the station to bear. So please keep continue to approach the station. And we can dock up and uh, see what we can help. If you can, uh, you've been able to survive with uh, simply a spacesuit. I'm sure that we can uh, keep things secured enough to bring you aboard, bring uh, bring you alongside, have you dock up, and we can come aboard and help you out. I know many of the resources that we put onto the ship uh, on your on your ship before you left should be enough to help you, and then you'll be able to get on your uh, way as quickly as possible, having dealt with this request from our good friend here, Kay and move on with the bow that you made to us. So please, come alongside. And that isn't gonna work out for me. So uh, what I'm going to do instead, I said, all right, okay, leave the suit, come to the ship. I need you to do it now. I need you to do that right, and right about now, and right about then, uh, you hear Hayd say, what do you, what is he, what? Cut the comp! And then everything goes dead. And we're left staring out into space, at, at the station now it's fairly distant but it also has a lot of guns on it so i'm somewhat uh there's a there's a long tense moment here where we're where earl is left sitting uh on the, sorry on the, at the cockpit um staring out the, the the viewport just looking at the station and and zeb says uh earl just wait just wait and see what they're gonna do and let's see what 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 k does and there's about maybe 30 seconds where they're you know you know, it's like I'm not, I'm not reading any particular engine. Just tell me if the if if any of the guns are powering up or they're targeting us. Affirmative, Earl. I don't see anything yet. I don't see any. There, there, there is an increased activity, and in certain modules on the outside of the ship are activating. But I don't have. And right about then, the doors of the cockpit cycle open, and uh, 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 Fidget comes in, and she's like, "Um, what is going on? Why am I getting radius? What is? Why is? Why is the administrator yelling at me? What did you do?" I'm like, this wait, I'm sorry I wasn't able to explain this to you, but we needed Kay to come aboard, and Mr. Hayde there didn't seem to want to let that happen, so I've asked uh, Kay to expedite things. What does that mean, expedite? And why do you need him to come? Why do you need Kay to come over here? We can just go into the station, everything. And right about that, there's a like, you can see the, the light on the side of Earl's face kind of gets brighter. And I turn, and you see this bright spot up against the station, and it's getting bigger and brighter. And it's like, ah, all right. Zeb, I need you to take that new heading that we discussed. All right, Earl. What what is all this about? Is this something is this something with with Arnav? What's going on, Earl? I need you to trust me. I am doing everything I can to do everything that's been asked of me. And some of those things don't agree with one another as easily as it might seem. So you're just going to have to trust me or don't. I hope you do, but one way or the other, we're just going to have to trust each other. Now, I would suggest because that light is getting a lot closer that you either get back to your quarters or you get on a suit because things are not going to be very secure in here for the first couple of minutes until we get Kay sorted out and she goes off in a huff I'm not really compelling that it's just flat out dangerous for her to be in here and she knows it so she goes off in a huff there will be something going on there pretty soon and then I hit the comms and go pal then you're going to want to come up here and uh, then I start putting on my own helmet how long we got till he gets here? 
He's moving quite quickly for a non-ship Earl, so he should be here. They should be here quite quickly. Excellent. Good to know. Uh, let's hope this still works out the way that it was intended to. All right. And a few minutes, uh, I think about less, just a little while later, as I'm getting the helmet on and stuff like that, uh, we we see the, the light is getting brighter and brighter. So, all right, let's, uh, well, let's see what's next. And once again, just like it, we did back in oof, session 18 or 19 or whatever it is, we see uh, K as an energy being an entity, just a sort of ball, swirling ball of energy come in right through the front view right through the front of the ship, right through the bulkhead. Um, there's a, quite a few alarms that go off when they first come in, but also the light kind of dims and we're, we're given to kind of see that the K is somewhat modulating this. Um, I apologize, Zeb, that uh, if I damaged any of your systems. No, no, I don't think so. I think everything is fine. Uh, thank you for modulating your energy output. There may be some damage uh, over an extended period, but right now you're doing a wonderful job. I think it would still be harmful to humans, but for myself with my hardened systems, I should be fine. Oh, that is that is very good to hear. Um, and again, outside of the suit, essentially the conversation with Zeb is happening via functionally radio waves. And uh, Earl, as we established the first time that, that Kay came aboard, just hears this in his head, which is, that's a whole other thing to unpack that we're not going to get to right now. Why are you here? That's an excellent question, Kay. Uh, uh, Zeb, keep us moving. Uh, and for that, I'm going to need one other person to explain. And right about then, the door opens and we see Arnav walk in. And he's, he's also in a suit. Um, Arnav here is going to... Well, we need you to go back to the engine room. And I've got a suit waiting for you there. But, but I need you out of it for just a little bit before we... Uh, before we uh, uh, do the next bit. Are you willing to go along with this? Can you do this for us? And uh, I will do whatever I need. Are the wisps safe? Or... Oh, the wisps are fine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was, uh, that, was, that was a little bit of subterfuge I was using to uh, keep from having to dock up with the station because I figured that would complicate things. The wisps are all right. The wisps are fine. And I'm going to be delivering those over to you in just a moment, uh, just as soon as we get this next bit going here. They're fine. There are the two of them are weaker. But we're, we've done what we can for it. I've reinforced their containment uh, so that they seem to be stabilizing. Uh, they're not quite as strong as we'd like them to be, but I think actually you can probably do something for that. Uh, but again, they're fine. This isn't necessarily about that. Um, my part of my vow to you is all but complete, okay? They're, they're gonna be all right. Uh, give me just a few minutes of your time and then we'll get that sorted out. And this is not, uh, I'm not trying to hold out on you. We just, uh, we're a little bit too close to the station for comfort, and I think we need to do something about that first, if that's all right. All right, Earl, I, 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 I will trust you. I have to trust you, and, and I choose to trust you. That's, that's, that's good to hear there, okay? Uh, let, let's, now if you don't mind, I'm going to have uh, Arnav, uh, I'm going to go down with, to you with Arnav down to the system and uh, down, to the, down to the engine room, and uh, Zeb, be ready. And... As we're going, we're actually going to go to kind of a cutscene of, of what happened before. With uh, we go through the door and we see uh, we, we're seeing Earl and, and Arnav kind of standing off uh, to each other talking about this. He goes, and we what Zarnav is saying is, uh, you told me that when you were uh, trying to get to Lagrange Station that you encountered uh, one of the tempests uh, out in one of the nebulas. Yeah, yeah. You tried to jump and it interacted with. It, it was almost on you, and something happened, and it threw you halfway across the sector. Yeah, a weird kind of, I don't know, some kind of accidental energy interaction. Well, I don't think it was accidental, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that 
that is one of the reasons that everyone is so interested in these things. I I apologize. I do. I did know more about this than I was letting on earlier. I couldn't be sure what you knew and what you didn't know. And uh, well, by the time I trusted you, it was a little bit awkward to bring it up. So I figured I'd have to wait until it was a little bit more convenient. Unfortunately, I waited too. These things are were, I suppose, made by the precursors. Uh, they have engineered a couple different locations around the sector. And I think it's mostly this sector where these things are made. As far as I know, it's just this sector where these things are born, I guess. And they're, they're able to do quite a few things. I didn't realize that they were thinking creatures. I need you to understand that I didn't. I thought they were just energy signatures of some kind. They were contained. That's why I was using them the way I was to find that. Uh, when I sent you on those errands and I had you find that place for them to, you know, use that to hide away, make that little hideaway station. Uh, I didn't know what that was. I understand now and I would take it back now if I could, but I need you to believe that. They have some means, some, some reason that they're able to access those precursor vaults and the passive defenses that they've got around them like that, uh, like the lichen on, on Glimmer or that, that massive goop over on Dead Rock. There's more like that. They can get to these things and they can get into these things, but more than that, they have an effect on our on our jump drives. That's only rumors. They don't know. They don't. They don't. I've never seen it happen, but every major faction in More Empire knows about it, as far as I know, and they all want a piece of it because what do you mean? What do you mean interact? Just what you remember from that tempest. That was the barest brush of that thing, and it threw you halfway across the sector. They think, all of them think, that it can exponentially increase the ability to move through space. And you remember how it didn't seem to take any time? Well, that's another part of it. Instantaneous transfer. Just about as far as, the th I mean, the theoretical models that I've seen are ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous distances. That's what Meridian wants to get their hands on. That's what Jeffrey's Vega wants to get their hands on. That's what Lagrange wants to get their hands on. Now they all have their different reasons for it. And when I found out found out what Lagrange's purpose was, I, I I had my doubts, and the doubts were strong enough that I needed to break ties and find out for myself. Again, I didn't know they were thinking creatures, Earl. And no one's actually been able to control this interaction. Certainly, you weren't able to, but I think that I've seen enough of a pattern to understand. One of these things, I think it was K, was active, maybe more than one, during a major clash out there near the grave before that time that you don't remember. I was there. I don't remember you. I, I know the Zebulon Harding was there, and I was there, and there were Meridian forces, and then something happened, and suddenly none of us were anywhere near there. I eventually got picked up from a rescue beacon that I had sent out the, that somebody sent after that was you and sent by Meridian trying to pull together everyone who'd been involved at that period of time and I think they didn't immediately go after the Zebulon Harding because at that point in time the crew of the Zebulon Harding was part of Jeffrey's Vega Collective and they've been working with Meridian on the sly. Grange didn't know that but I found that out so we had three we had two different groups that quietly knew that they were working together and me. Something went wrong, something went sideways, and when all their drives activated, they got thrown just about every damn direction in space. 
I don't think these things have been destroying ships. The Tempest. I think they're just throwing them so far away that it's taken them ages to get back, if they ever get back. What do you want me to do? Well, I've got a theory. And that's where we're going to cut back to Earl and Arnav and Kay moving into the engine room where they got the main engine. And Earl's thinking about all this, the Tempest interacting with the engine. And, and whenever there was any time on the ship, Kay staying down here, but in the, in the, in the, uh, in their suit. And when Kay comes into the system now, the engine, like the engine, it seems like to Earl that the engine reacts like, like the timber of the engine thrum goes up a notch. And there's also, and there's the jump, the, the Edelon drive there. And that's a whole different thing. Are you sure this isn't just going to blow our whole damn ship up? No, I'm not, but I don't think it will. It never, it didn't before. And I think it's about the only way that we're going to get any answers. And it's the only way we're gonna, I'm going to be able to verify any of what I think is the case. I will go back to LaGrange if you made the vow to do it. I'm not going to cost you your, your vow. But before that, I think we all need to know the truth here. All right. What do we need to do? Well, get ready. All right. Zeb? Yes, Earl? I need you to get ready to jump. The coordinates that we discussed. All right. Earl, that's not... Those calculations aren't going to work. Yeah, well, we'll we'll jump off that bridge when we come to it. All, all right. All right, Earl. I will lock them in, but I... They're, there's going to be an error, and I'm not sure where we're going to end up. Well, that makes two of us at the very least, and possibly three or four of us. Uh, is everyone else secured? Uh, Asana is in medical. Uh, Fidget is, and right then the door opens up, and Fidget comes in in her suit. And she's like, what are you doing? And she kind of squinting again. and says, Kay, what are you doing? And I say, all right, Kay, what I need you to do, just lay your hands there on the jump drive, and I need you to just share your energy with it a little bit not too much just a little just a bit i want you just to share i want you to help it along oh, i've never done anything like that yes well we're gonna give this a shot if that's all right now what are you doing this is not and she's looking at arnav this is not this is not the calculation no it isn't no it is not so there's a whole lot of stuff and i said and, and she turns to me and it's like don't do this just don't don't do this I turned to Zavis, and I look at her, and I was like, I'm sorry, but I've had this question that needed answering a lot longer than anything else. Zeb? Yes, sir. Fire it up. There's a couple things that are going to happen right here. A um, <laughs> uh, couple of them are a little bit scary. Uh, I'm going to be doing a couple different connection moves. We're going to test relationships here. We're going to uh, test a connection through conflict, betrayal, or circumstance here. I don't share a bond. The first one I'm going to do is I'm going to test a bond with Administrator Daniel Hayde because uh, I think he would probably call it betrayal uh, on this because uh, certain circumstances have been taken out of his control and it does not look like things are going very well there. So we're going to roll that first. I don't have any modifiers. And we're going to see where that guy lands. That is a weak hit. On a weak hit, I get to develop the relationship with Hayde, but I also envisioned a demand or a complication as a fallout of this test. That's not hard to do. I don't know about a demand. He's not going to be able to do that just yet, but I will probably, uh, we'll see how that shakes out. A demand or a complication as a follow-up for the test, but we do get to develop, I get to develop that that relationship. Um, the complication is such that I basically stole their holy prophecy person away from them and uh, against their will and probably as a result of lies and subterfuge and that's not gonna that's gonna lead to a whole bunch of stuff i'm not gonna say a very specific what the complication is that whole situation just got more complicated so that's that and here at the end one more uh 
I don't think I have to do a test of relationship with K, but maybe I do. Well, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna let that not be a test of the relationship necessarily. But I gotta finish that. I gotta finish that um, uh, uh, vow that I had with him. But I am gonna test the relationship with uh, Fidget. In this case, I do have a bond with him, and I'm gonna roll that one as well. And that is also a weak hit where I'm tying the top roll. That is not great. A weak hit developed the relationship, envisioned a demand or complication as a fallout from the test. So that's just super cool. All right, so both of these things happen as a result of this. We're gonna go in here to develop the relationship and uh, if you reinforce the relationship, you may mark progress according to the rank of the connection. So Daniel Hade down here, wherever he is, we're gonna mark progress on that and that's all that happens with him now fidget is already a i've already finished her thing so with her it works a little bit differently roll plus their rank to learn the impact on your legacy so i roll plus one so i just roll i just roll all right um roll plus one okay <laughs> it's another weak hit roll plus their rank on a strong hit you mark two ticks on the bonds legacy on a strong hit with a match on a weak hit, take plus two momentum. All right, so I get two momentum in that Fidget is angry with me, but uh, we're not exactly building up our, our Bond's legacy track here, but uh, I, do, I do get a little bit of momentum in that. I know that at least she isn't angry enough with me to just sever all ties, so that's probably it's probably for the best. Um, completely mechanically, well, you know what? I think I can probably even wait on the on the vow, but yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna fulfill this and be done with it. This was also a weak hit. This was me rescuing the captured case of Wisps from Meridian. That's a weak hit. So back to the moves. So this was formidable. On a weak hit, you mark your quest reward, but you either swear a vow to set things right from whatever you realize the truth of your quest is. Take your full legacy reward. Otherwise, you make the reward one rank lower, which is two ticks as opposed to a full box. I'm just going to take the two ticks, I think, actually, which still gets me some XP, which is fine. I'm already... I'm get seven points right now that I haven't spent yet. That's probably something I should have done last session or whatever. But in any case, I did that. And that actually has me roll one more develop the relationship thing uh, because I completed a quest to their benefit and I just roll. Now, this one's a little bit different because uh, K is a more difficult, um, more sort of advanced contact, right? Um, they're extreme. So I am rolling, am I rolling? Plus four, yeah. And I'm going to roll plus four for completing this quest for K. So, and that gives me a plus four for, or it gives me a strong hit for completing that, which gives me two ticks on Bond's legacy track. And then we just, so all of this happens. The, the wisps are there. K trusts me. We see K kind of touch the jump drive and then the ship starts to do its normal Edelon jump. But then we cut back into the, uh, into the thing and Fidget knew something. That's something else I'm taking away from this. Fidget knew something that what this was happening here was related to whatever LaGrange station had in the back of their mind in terms of the whole plans for this thing and that it wasn't the plan and it has not told me. So everybody holds out on Earl, everybody to a greater or lesser degree. Now she might've done it because she thought it didn't matter. And there's, you know, twisted, you know, twisted up loyalties and stuff. That's fine. That's fine. But if I'm held, if I held out on her, then she held out on me and we're neither one of us, uh, you know, covering ourselves in glory right now. And that's fine. But also, let's not get on too high a horse there, uh, Fidge, with all of this, because to hell with that. Anyway, we see Kay kind of there, and we see this glow kind of go over and, and 
coming out, you know, coming from K into the jump drive and then jump drive act, animate. And um, I hear Zeb say something over the comms. It starts with Earl and then it kind of like, there's so much noise in the room. I was like, I, I can't even like, you know, uh, uh, Zeb, what was that? Zeb, repeat. And then we go into the, into the jump and we go into the jump and then we come out of the jump and we are someplace else entirely. And where that is... And that's a miss with a match. Okay. Okay. So we're going to talk about this just now, just to kind of uh, bring this up. That's a miss with a match. <laughs> what a perfect time to do it. Hey, let's do an experimental Edelon jump that we haven't prepared for at all. Yeah, miss with a match. As you can see on the screen here, I have the move Fugitive, which lets me turn that into a strong hit. And honestly, I could, I could probably even do, like, I could even say it's fair to call it a strong hit with a match. But there's a problem. And it's the reason somebody asked on a previous uh, previous session, uh, two sessions back. I had a I had another miss with the match, and they're like, "Don't you have the fugitive asset?" And I do, and I'll I'll tell you why I didn't use it. It's because it's already at two on the counter, and when it goes to three, if you look at how fugitive is written, you're hunted by a power or authority. When you make a move, you may rely on your resourcefulness to improve the result to a strong hit. If you do, you mark a box above. On the third mark, a notable foe or force has tracked you down. If you overcome them or escape, clear the boxes and mark a tick on your quest legacy track, which is all fine. But at the time, I was on the Meridian Station, and the, the, the faction that I am a fugitive from is Meridian. So I didn't use it to fix any of the bad rolls, any, that, that particular bad roll on Meridian. And the reason I didn't is because I was already like running the risk of running afoul of Meridian. And to use the fugitive thing when it's already at the top counter like the last counter i had before the, the shit hits the fan would have meant that i rolled badly which means i'm going to have a big clash with you know the forces on meridian station and i'm going to use fugitive to turn it into a strong hit but the result of it of using fugitive and bring it up to three is that i still have a big clash with meridian which felt it wasn't like mechanically i'm fine with that if, if i'm if i'm if i was someplace else and dealing with some other faction entirely some other group or, or whatever entirely and i i got out of this problem by also bringing Meridian into the mix, I would have gone. I would have absolutely gone for it because it just complicates the whole situation. I was looking at this and going, "There's. I don't see how this gets makes my system situation any worse. It's just, oh, I succeed, which I then use to fail at the exact same thing I was already trying to beat. Nothing happens. So I could. I just left it the way it was because it. It didn't to me at that point. Story wise, story wise, it didn't do anything. Um as much as I would have liked to do. When I when I hit this thing, I want Meridian to show up and not have been there and all this other kind of stuff. And I'm I'm still not sure that I'm going to do it here because we you know, in the fiction, we've kind of established that Meridian is on their back heel. They're on their heels right now. Um the station has been at least partially overrun with a precursor infested sort of humankind tech zombie thing. The ships that have been out and ranging around are not present in where they have been which means they might have been called back to the station and i mean just story-wise they might be too tied up to for it to make sense for them to show up right and i kind of feel like when you hit this it's sort of a miss with a match result like you get out of it but now a miss with a match like they've caught up with you is a legitimate like miss with a match kind of result like your big enemy catch your nemesis catches up with you or whatever is the kind of thing that you would do for the miss with a miss with a match i already have that i have a miss with a match I've done something very crazy and, and 
Some might say, unfairly, stupid, possibly fairly. I have jumped to parts unknown, coordinates that shouldn't work, powering myself by a creature we don't fully understand, based on the theory of somebody who is a scout and an agent, but not a scientist. This is a perfect miss with a match time for something really crazy and stupid to happen. So I think I'm going to let this ride because I don't, it doesn't feel like this is when Meridian should show up for me burning Fugitive. And I kind of want to see what happens. So this is kind of a short, weird session, but it represents a lot of thinking on my part and a lot of digging and just kind of navel gazing and stuff. But yes, some things have come together. The Wisps have always been the point. The Tempests, the Wisps, the Rays have, have always, to a certain extent, been the point. They're probably tied to the events that led to the Zebulon being cast and floating in dead space at the beginning of, or, or in floating out in deep space at the beginning of episode one, and Freya's Wrath floating and non-functional that we found them only a few sessions later. Still don't quite know what the deal is with the missing crew, um, but it's possible they weren't on the ship when the ship jumped. It echoes back the stuff with Zet, with K always hanging out around the engines. It pulls in the stuff with the Tempest interference with the jump and throwing them across the station. I like how it all comes together. And I, I that's been a lot of my thinking. So this short session represents a lot of thought on my part, trying to get this to all come together. And a lot of relationship tests, both with LaGrange, which I think my main main complication is I have Homesteader and I'm not sure Homesteader is going to work very well for me for a little bit. And in fact, I might probably lose Homesteader, which is going to kind of suck because that's 3xp I'm probably not going to get back. But um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, it, there's a challenge to overcome there. And it tested Fidget, so that might have gone all kinds of sideways. And, and then ultimately it came down to does this tech actually work as intended? And the answer to that comes in this dice roll. And that answer is... You done fucked up, cowboy. So next session is going to be really, really, really interesting. Hey, this was session, I think, 45. It's 23 sessions since we saw Kay standing next to the engine saying, it just feels like kind of a familiar energy signature, like a almost like a heart, something that I could reach out and, and touch. 23 sessions since that. That was halfway through where we are right now. But I do feel like things are kind of coming to some kind of place of answers and that's pretty exciting everybody thanks uh i do i unfortunately have to get going otherwise i would see what was next but for right now we have a little bit of a of a cliffhanger as we jump and everything goes sideways and then we will see what we see next and i hope uh the question that was asked about like why i didn't get into fugitive was it, it comes down to story stuff i i i thank you for that question if anybody else has questions about the stupid decisions that I make, both in or out of the game, I'm happy to answer them. Uh, drop them in the comments. And thanks again, everybody, for all the support and the interest and the participation. Space is a big, empty, lonely place, and uh, everybody makes this feel like it's not so bad. And I really appreciate that. So thanks all, and I'll talk to you soon.